Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. All right. I don't know. Wait for you. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy New Year. All right. All right. All right. Happy <laughs> New Year to everyone out there. Yes, we made it through 2020. To God be the glory. Was 2020 really that bad? No, but it was an unprecedented, uh, unprecedented year. I can't yeah. even get it out. I wanted to really enunciate. It was a year like we have never seen before in our life. Hopefully you never see it again. God willing. So God willing. Yeah. when I say when I say it in the sense of we made it, um and you made it if you're listening to this podcast, not everybody has that testimony. Yeah. Um many yeah. have um not did not make it through twenty twenty and our condolences to those families as well as um, to anyone who's lost a loved one in 2020. Mm-hmm. It was a tough year for many people. Yep. So, yeah. We pray for those who are going through um, or struggling with grief, because we know during this time of the year, the holidays, it could be an, an issue. So we don't want to, you know, joke about it or take it for granted. But we just pray mm-hmm. for peace in your mind um, mental health. If you need to talk to somebody, please find a, a therapist or somebody to talk to so yes. you can talk about the things that are going on within you. It's always a good thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And we, we pray to God to give you comfort in, the, in this season and give you strength. Mm-hmm. We know all too personally about grief, so we certainly don't uh, minimize it. We don't take it for granted. And we know the importance of being able to express your emotions about um, about your grief so that you can heal. That is the thing. We want you to have healness, wholeness, wholeness. healing, <laughs> wholeness, wellness, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. and more importantly, spiritually. Yes. But that's not why we're here today. Not today. New topic. Um, speaking of healing physically, emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. we want to add to that dynamic financial. Yes, financial healing. Yes, and wholeness. Yes. yes we need some, some of us need healing for our finances or healing on our finances, however you want to word it. Our finances need to be healed. Yeah, or how we handle our finances Ooh. Need to be healed. Ooh, yeah. it, the finances are not a problem. It's the person who is <laughs> managing the finances. You know, it's kind of like uh, in technology, when something goes wrong, you have to ask, is it something wrong with the technology or is it a user error? Ah. <laughs> so in finances, sometimes it's the user error. It's mm-hmm. not the financial problem, it's the person problem. So, anyway, that's another story. So we are going to talk about um, finances for the next few weeks, if the Lord says the same. Mm-hmm. Specifically, finances in your marriage. So, yes, finances in your marriage, marital yes. finances. Yes. And so um, what I want to do is start out by saying what we are not, 
just so everybody's clear, we're not CPAs. No. Okay. We're not financial advisors. We are not. We're not bookkeepers. Nope. Only of our own. And And we're not pastors. No, we are not. Because usually when when people start talking about money, um, you know, when you're in church and um, your pastor or somebody starts talking about money, then everybody starts tuning out. You know, they start looking at their phone and doing other things. And, start oh, getting need, a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I need to go to the bathroom. It's a bathroom, good time for a bathroom break and all that other stuff. But when it comes, again, we're just talking about finances in the context of marriage. Yes, and we are not taking up an offering. Yep, thank you for saying that. Although if you do want to you know, support, support us. us, please feel free to. I think at the end of the podcast, we... List some ways that you can support us. That you can support us, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but I, I want to start out by saying, again, this is this is our podcast, so I'm just going to talk about me. It's not necessarily anything I read, but I want to start out by saying I cannot state how many times I've blown it when it comes to money. Mm. Um, because I did not know and I'm still learning how to manage money. We both are. Yeah. And if you don't... You didn't have to be so quick to agree when I said we both are. No, I didn't. <laughs> you're like, yeah. Like, yeah, you too. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're better at it than, than I am. And, you know, we've... In our marriage, you taught me how... And you're still teaching me how to make sure I deduct stuff. And, you know, you got to take this out the checkbook. You got to do this. I have all these receipts. <laughs> but I've gotten better. Yes, I, he has. I've gotten better. Um, maybe once a week I'll go through and I'll deduct everything that I've taken charged or not charged, but what's debited mm-hmm. out of our account. But um, when it comes to, to money, because we're not um, math majors, and we didn't come from money, our parents. So a lot of things we learned by trial and error. Yeah, um, trial and error or taking a, going to a seminar or yeah. uh, when they had people to come into the church that mm-hmm. were um, or even, financial we went, advisors that yeah. did seminars. Yeah, so, we went to a couple of, what was it necessarily in church? They were like in hotels couple of seminars. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, I'm just up. saying, yeah. the, you know, church or anyway. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. So um, when, it, when it comes to, to money, one of the things, and this is, goes back in podcasts we did way back months ago, was that we've always been in agreement. That's, that's one of the good things about our marriage is that we were and have been in agreement when it comes to basically money. And whether it was good decision or, or bad decisions. Yeah, we were in agreement. <laughs> yeah, whether it was good or bad, like you said, we were in agreement. And one of the things we've never, I guess I never done, one of the things we haven't done in decades is if somebody spends some money, it wasn't, well, we wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't do this, or we wouldn't be in this situation if you didn't do that. And part of that goes back to we're in agreement. Yes. Whether, like you said, whether it was good or bad, we made the decision and, you know, one of the things we learned in our marriage when it comes to finances 
is you know the rush when people put the high pressure sales on sales pitch on us. Mm-hmm. That's usually a, a fast, quick no for us. It's like. <laughs> Yeah, you know, if it's one of those, you got to do it now. The, the sale is going to end, or yeah. the you know this deal is going to end at midnight. Yeah, uh, you got to do it while you're right here in this meeting. We was like, um, yep, that's a no for us. Yeah, this timeshare, <laughs> yeah. got to buy this timeshare right mm-hmm. now. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you can't even go anywhere, Mm-mm. but you got own a timeshare. But anyway, that's that's not the end of there. So one of the one of the foundational or um, foundational fundamental pillars that we both agree with is tithing when it comes to money. Absolutely. And um, I cannot stress it enough that tithing is God's um, system. That's how God designed how to handle money and how he was going to bless you when it comes to money, things things of that nature. Again, we're not your pastors. We're not asking you to send out your tithes to us. Um, your tithes, Ooh, in my, don't. yeah. In my opinion, your tithes should go to your local church, where you are um, a member, or whatever church you are a member of. That's where I think your tithes should go. But I think the the foundational belief for me is you got to tithe. And I've heard people say, "Well, tithing's in the Old Testament." I've heard people say, well, do I tithe off my gross and on my net? I was actually in a, a men's conference and that came, that subject came up and somebody asked, do you tithe off your gross or your net? And one of the other men said, well, do you want a, a gross blessing or a net blessing? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And, and you know, it's, it started, you know, think about it. Huh. Well, is God going to give you a blessing based off your gross or based, based off your net? So, um, Old Testament, again, we're not, tithing was in the Old Testament. You, you got to go look at Abraham tithed to Melchizedek, and that was before the law. So even though it was technically in the Old Testament part of the Bible, the, old, the, the law had not been given. So there was tithing before the law started. And um, so Malachi um, 3... And eight. And I am stalling for time because I had it. And I'm not at the computer where it is. In the King James Version. My wife is. All right. So. Malachi three and eight. King James Version. These new technologies. It says, will a man rob God? And this is. Um. In Malachi, or somebody say Malachi, <laughs> Malachi. Uh, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me, but ye say, Wherein have ye robbed me? In tithes and offerings. And verse number nine, ye are cursed with a curse, for ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. And then verse 10 talks about bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not. Open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. So starting with verse eight, it says, will a man rob God? And people rob God. They take their tithes and they go on vacation. They take their tithes. They do other things. 
Uh, it doesn't matter what your financial station is in life. If you're not tithing, you're not getting the best from God, regardless where, where you are financially. You could be on the higher end of the spectrum or the lower end of the spectrum. And um, just for God to say you're cursed with a curse if you don't tithe, mm. to me, that's like, all right, well, this is pretty important for him to say you cursed with a curse. Yeah, that's 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 a curse on top of a curse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know how people want a double blessing or a double portion? That's like a double curse mm-hmm. when you don't tithe and... So it's like your the whole hundred percent of your income is cursed versus God blessing the ninety percent yeah. that you keep. And I and I've heard pastors say this years ago. I haven't heard it, but God well not recently, God can do more with the ninety than you can with the hundred. Yes. And that that is a, a true statement. And coming back to being cursed with a curse, if God says you're cursed with a curse, who can you go to or where can you go to get that curse taken off of you? You know, you can't mm-hmm. you can't go to your pastor or somebody. You go stand in somebody's prayer line and have them pray that curse off of you. God said you're cursed with a curse. And so I, I don't want to be a... a um, Debbie Downer or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just want you to get what God has for you, the best that God has for you. And for every dollar that you make, 10% belongs to, 10% belongs, 10 cents, excuse me, belongs to the Lord. Mm-hmm. 10% of your all of your income. Yeah. And so... Um, it doesn't seem like a lot when it's one dollar. It's like, oh, I, you know, I give the Lord a dime. Then that one dollar turns into ten. It's like, oh, a dollar, not a big deal. Everybody mm-hmm. gives a dollar in church, but then you get a hundred, and it's like ten bucks. Mm, no, mm. it's like oh, I got to do something with oh, this when money. It, when you start getting into the hundreds and the thousands, yeah, the you're thousand? like. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know, God. <laughs> I got this I got this over here. I but can put this money over here. I could do this with this $1,000. Yeah. But God could do so much more. He can do so much more with that 90. Um, I want to read a scripture, but before I read the scripture, I'm reminded of a time when, because Doug has always been big on tithing. That's something that I had to... Uh, learn to do and then it was something that I had to love to do I had to honor God and not you know looking at the money and saying what Doug just said some people say well we could do so much with xyz or we could save it or we could do whatever and I remember a time when we were early in our marriage and you said something, and I have never forgotten it, and I don't know if you remember. You had started tithing on more than what you made. You mm-hmm. started tithing on what you wanted yeah, to what make. Yeah, I wanted to make, yes. And I thought that man was crazy, <laughs> and I was mad at him. I'm like, what in the 
world are you doing? But I look back at that and he probably makes double now um, what he was tithing on then to make. And I watched God bless him. And because we are one, we are together. And I fell in line with that tithing. We are both blessed because of it. And I'll never forget that it was, it was a challenge. We struggled. There were some times we mm-hmm. struggled, um, but he was committed to it. And over time, God honored that and blessed you to make the amount you tithe on and even more. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. I, I never forgot about it because I watches our money. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... But I have never forgotten it. So I, I sense in my spirit because we were talking about 10% that people might say, well, where does it say that? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to answer that question for you. Yes, it is in the Old Testament. God's word is true. Genesis to Revelation. You don't omit the Old Testament and say, okay, that was under the law. No, all, all of the Bible from uh, Genesis to Revelation. So the scripture, Deuteronomy 14, 22 through 26, I'm going to read it in the Message Bible. Make an offering of 10%, a tithe of all the produce which grows in your fields year after year. Bring this into the presence of God, your God, at the place he designates for worship And there eat the tithe from your gain, wine and oil, and the firstborn from your your herds and your flocks. (laughs) Your herds and your flocks. Your herds. In this way, you will learn to live in deep reverence before God, your God, as long as you live. So it's important to remember that the tithe belongs to God, Mm -hmm. 10% of all your increase and you should take it to the place that God designates. Again, we're not going to tell you where that should go. What we recommend is your tithe go to your church home uh, where you're getting fed, where your pastor is or your pastors, uh, in our case, are feeding you um, manna from heaven, the word of God that's giving you word to give you strength, to give you life, to give you faith, to help you. You do that so that they can continue to not only feed you, but feed other people. Because we want the word, we want the gospel to go out, not just to us. We don't want to just, you know, get fat off of the land, Mm -hmm. get fat off of the word, you know, me, 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 me. But we want others to come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So the word that, that money that you're sowing into that storehouse is so that the word can continue to go out to many people. And I remember going back years ago, because you were talking about bringing you the um, tithe into the storehouse. And we had a conversation. You may not remember this, but we had a conversation. I forgot who we, had, who we were talking to. But someone was like, can I, can I give my tithes to somebody's in need? You know what I'm saying? Instead I, of your I, local church. I remember. And I don't, again, we're not pastors. 
We're not bookkeepers. We're not financial advisors. We're not CPAs. I can only tell you for what we believe is that our tithes go to our local church. Now, if you want to bless somebody, you bless somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, write them a check or give them cash or whatever, whatever it may be, cash app, whatever it may be. But I can, I hear somebody saying, you know, well, what if I use my tithes to help somebody else? I can't. Then it's not your tithes. <laughs> I was going to try to make that a little bit smoother. Let's, let's call it what it is. It's not tithe. You're being a blessing to somebody. But if, if you take your tithe money mm-hmm. and you do something else with it, it's no longer tithe. It's tithe when you put it into the church. When you put it into the place where God has predestined for you to put it. I was going to try to make that so much smoother. Mm, well, Maybe it's not your tithe. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> We go. We got a podcast here. We supposed to stretch it out. Let's, stretch it out. Mm-mm. You just cut to the chase. Not just your tithe. Cut to the chase. It's just not your tithe. All right. So there you go. And in, in our opinion, it's not your tithe. But I I know people out there thinking about it. And, in my opinion, that's the word. And then I just read it in the word. Okay. That's the word. That's the word, Fred. That's All the right. word. All right. So. It says, bring this into the presence of God, your God, at the place he designates for worship. And there eat the tithe from your grain, wine, and oil, and the firstborn from your herds and flocks. In this way, you will learn to live in deep reverence before God, your God, as long as you live. I didn't want to cut you off, but you said... The place where he designates. The place where he designates. designates. Okay, I'm not sure what version. version This is is the message Bible. Message Bible, okay. The place he designates for worship. Okay, so I can hear, again, people out there in podcast land. I'm glad God has given us the spiritual ears to hear the podcast people. What if I don't go to to a a church? What if I don't have a, a church that I'm a part of? Then... I, let me let me give my my experience because Renee t- Renee just said a few minutes ago that I've always tithed. I've always tithed, but I didn't always go to church. Mm-hmm. And so I used to give my mom um, my tithe, and my mom would pay it for me. And I was nowhere near church at your home church at, yeah. because that was the church you grew up yeah. at. So that was your last place of worship. Mm-hmm. Although you wasn't worshiping, you just went with your mama. Yeah. <laughs> but that's where you gave your tithe. Mm-hmm. So oh. you still gave your tithe to yeah. a place of worship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I, 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 but I did, but I wasn't going to that church. It was a local church. Like coming back to the conversation we just had about can you give your tithe to somebody who's in need? And you was like, well, that's not your tithe. You just read out the Bible. That's not your tithe. So if you're if you don't have a local church, my prayer to you would be in 2021 that you find a church local or, you know, everybody, most people are virtual now anyway. So you can literally go to church anywhere and sow your tithe or, or plant your tithe at that in that church. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. OK, that makes sense. All right. So um, when we're not saying. It's always going to be preachers and cream when you're tithing. Um, there are things that are going to come up, but I cannot tell you 
Um, I can only tell you what God has done for me in my life. Um, the jobs I wasn't qualified for, and I didn't lie on my resume to get um, the jobs that I got that I didn't even have to apply for. Um, the current job where I have right now, I didn't have to apply for it. I was just my former manager called me and said, "Hey, you want to do this?" And it was like, "Bada bing, bada boom," and I got the job. You're so, so old, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> <laughs> haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> Well, that's pretty much how it went. He called me in his office. He's like, hey, you want to do this? And I've I've seen God move people out of positions. I've seen God create positions um, for me. And again, I didn't lie on my resume. I didn't fabricate anything. I didn't stretch the truth. I'm qualified in what I'm qualified for. And if I knew it, I knew it. If I didn't know it, I didn't know it. And it was just a favor of God on my life. And so you'll learn when you're tithing, things don't break as fast as they used to. Mm-hmm. Um, appliances will run a little bit longer. Your car, your gas in your car will last a little bit longer. I remember when we were um, in Texas and we were, we lived probably 30 minutes from the church. And on Wednesday night, going to church, we were tithing and it seemed like that needle would not go down. <laughs> We'd go to Bible study, that. come back, and seem like gas, Lord just made a way. And so um, I can only, again, I can only tell you what God has done in our lives. Yes, yes. Um, of course, there will come a time and a test where God will check to see if you're serving him because of the things he provides or you're serving him because, you know, he's just been so good to you. Of course, that'll that'll come at some point in time, but... When you first start tithing, I honestly believe God will open doors and make a way. He'll stretch things, food, clothing. Your clothes will last longer. I honestly believe that. Um, Your kids won't grow out of their clothes as quick as they've been. And just things won't break and things will last longer. And again, I'm telling you what I know, what I've seen, firsthand experience, and God just blessed us and you know again we still made mistakes and we we learning and and we've learned and we like you said we went to seminars we wanted to learn more and we wanted to be good stewards over what god has blessed us with mm-hmm. which and, is why you know we're starting a podcast talking about tithing because some people may be thinking well you didn't say anything about Money and marriage yet. We're getting there. But oh, the yeah, foundation <laughs> is is tithing. The mm-hmm. foundation is, you know, first and foremost, giving what belongs to God to God. Yeah. Because for me, it's also an act of faith. It's trusting God. You know, just like you trust God, you know, with your life or you trust God, you know, to answer prayers. You trust in God with your money. You trust in God to bless your money, stretch your money, meet your needs. You know, God is a provider. uh, So you're trusting him to provide for you by being a blessing to the kingdom of God, by making sure that the church is equipped to get the word Mm -hmm. out to uh, save souls. And by doing that, by you worshiping God with your money, in turn, God is not a man that he shall lie. He's going to bless you in return. The Bible says that. He, Douglas just read it in Malachi 3. 
God is going to bless you. He will open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you do not have room enough to receive. And you have to have faith enough to believe that when you give your tenth, that God's going to bless it and God's going to stretch what you got left. You you said something interesting. You was like, God will bless your money. And I, I want to challenge our listeners to not think of it as my money, but God's money. And I'm mm-hmm. just a steward over what he's given me. That's all. Just, just, I just want to challenge the way you think about money. And it's not your money. It's not your spouse's money. It's God's money. Or the money God entrusted you yeah, with. You just mm-hmm. Exactly. You just want to be a good steward over what he blessed you with. And um, not to get, we'll get into this, you know, when it talks about the talents to, in the New Testament at some point, you know, one had one talent, five talents, ten talents, and double it, and so on and so forth. You got to look at me like that. No, like, we will? <laughs> not today. <laughs> we just told them we not their pastors. You talk about no, preaching the no, message. No, but I, I'm just saying, you know, you, you, all right, never mind. Um, <laughs> never mind. Okay, we say it on tithing. And, you know, and then once you, again, New Year, finances, get your finances right. Now's the time for you to tithe, and now's the time to teach your children how to tithe. You know, they got their Christmas money, and hopefully they didn't spend it all. And right now, just tithe off. We we taught our children, you know, you get your birthday money, your Christmas money, whatever it may be, you know, allowance, 10% goes to the Lord. And we watched them put that money in the basket at church. It mm-hmm. wasn't like we just trusted them. Because I know my my children, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you know, they filled out their envelope and they put their money in there. And, you know, you got to teach your child, train up a child in the way that they should go. And I know that's in the Bible somewhere. Um, So all these things we're we've been talking to you about, we do ourselves and we just want to start off 2021. We want you to start off on a good note. Again, we're not asking for your tithe. We're not asking for money. This is all just, we're still talking about finances and marriage. And if one spouse tithes and the other doesn't, pray for the spouse that doesn't tithe. You know, but there, there, needs, to, there needs to be unity in your house. And again, I'm, I'm not trying to come between a husband and a wife. I just say pray over it. Yeah, I was going to say communication. Communication. Going back to communication, that they should definitely sit down and talk about it. I think for us, if we could help somebody out, (laughs) our communication um, is still improving. Um, As you get older, you evolve, you change, so your communication gets better. But when we first got married, you know, it was kind of like Doug's like, I'm tithing, I'm sending my money to my mama's church, period. Boom. (laughs) <laughs> you know, drop the mic moment. Um, that's how it was. And I had to oh, deal Jesus. with it. Um, so we could have communicated better. I but could have communicated when better. We went to when we started going to church, and I think me hearing the word and learning the word for myself, it took time for me to get on board with that. And then understanding that we wanted our entire house to be under a blessing if one person is tithing and the other person is not tithing, if that person is cursed, 
then you're cursed because you're supposed to be one. You're supposed to be unified and a house divided cannot stand. So we had to get an agreement. So I think it's important for you all to communicate about um, tithing and pray about it together. Pray about it collectively, pray about it individually, but come into agreement about it. And then there's so much power in agreement. And when you two are unified, then you minimize the devil's distraction from coming between you. Because a lot of people say that marriages break up because of finances. And that's not true. It's the lack of communication about the finances. It's the lack of agreement about the finances. It's not the lack of finances or the misappropriation of the finances, mm-hmm. if you will. It is the fact that the two don't come together in agreement about what to do about the finances. Yeah. So we just want to encourage you, if nothing, if you didn't get anything out of this particular podcast, that pray you and your spouse pray about, you know, tithing, make sure you're tithing. You know, if you want to, you know, get down into the weeds about whether we tithe off the gross amount or net amount. Like I said, the person at the seminar was like, well, do you want a gross blessing or do you want a net blessing? Mm-hmm. So, And I would dare say this, mm-hmm. and this is me. I can't give you any scripture, but this is what I would suggest. If you're not tithing and you have to start somewhere, start with the net. And ask God to help your faith to get to the point where you tithe off of the gross. Yeah. God will honor that. That's, that's, that's excellent. Yeah. Thank you, Nick. You're welcome. Yeah, that sounds like something so, I would have said. <laughs> but before we go, I want to leave them with a teaser. Because I don't want you to feel like, I'm not going to come back there talking about my money. They're <laughs> digging in my pockets. Um, just a little teaser. <laughs> And I'm going to put it out there as a question. And we're going to answer the question in one of our upcoming podcasts as we continue to talk about finances. Should you have separate bank accounts? That's a question that many premarital participants have asked, asked us when we taught the class. And we'll answer that for you in one of our upcoming podcasts. But you got to tune in to find out the answer. Peace. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.